This is the Lindell Report, bringing you news combined with hope by offering practical and achievable action points to assist you in defending and preserving faith and freedoms. And now, here is your host, Mike Lindell. Welcome, everybody, to the Lindell Report. We have a big night or big day today, um, um, and uh, we're going to have a great hour. Um, Brandon, are you there? I am here, and we have Doug Mastriano standing by when you are ready. Okay, and uh, we'll probably get to Doug right away, but I want to tell everybody we have big things happening this hour. Um, everybody, um, as you bring in uh, Doug, I'm going to be um, I'm going to do a push notification. I want everybody. Everybody needs to get on this show because we're going to be showing footage from Alabama where they tested the ES&S machines and, and the public got in there and used, used this paper, ran off on copy machines. And guess what, Brandon? They went right through. So um, I just sent those in to Logan. I got uh, um, uh, confidential copies and, uh, uh, and we're going to show them. And then uh, also, everybody, we're going to have on... Uh, uh, a demonstration of, of, of canvassing. We're going to have all the stats from Alabama, and we're going to announce the preliminary injunction that is coming. That's going to be filed tomorrow in Alabama to get rid of the machines. So that's all great news, everybody. And uh, um, let's bring on uh, Doug and congratulate him. Um, Doug, welcome and congratulations on your victory. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Mike, thank you for your endorsement and thank you for to fight for voting integrity as well well thank you and doug you heard me we're going state by state now uh, and yes we're going to get to pennsylvania Pennsylvania, as you know you've been nothing you were nothing but a fighter for pennsylvania and they and all of the problems you know uh, i've never heard of a state that can that everyone just turns an eye a blind eye and says hey we we can turn in our electors and have more votes than voters <laughs> you know? and uh but uh, but you've uh, I'm congratulations and you know what you're you're an example of what the people want. We we need you know having people, the people can see through all of the the ad stuff now and the stuff that the party does and the stuff the Democrats do. They see through the lies of the media, and uh, they get to the truth and they see that uh, you you got a perfect track a proven track record, Doug, and that's what the people. Uh, um, I. I uh, did you expect to win by the landslide you did, or, or did you, uh, or were you just kind of un, kind of nervous and kind of expected it, or or not, or don't you want to say? <laughs> I, I expected a victory, uh, and I had hoped for forty some percent because the, the establishment really was hitting back at me, saying that I could only win twenty eight percent of the, of the vote in a you know, nine man race, and so when we had this forty four percent, I mean it's fantastic. It's more than previous Republicans that went on to have you know two terms or what have you. So. I'm thankful we got what I had hoped, and it gave me a mandate. And I ran on election integrity in addition to freedom and a few other issues there, and uh, that's what people want done. The people are stupid. They, they, you know, listening to you, uh, they're, they're hearing the results of, of it, the other states and what we miss in Pennsylvania, and they want change. And how is the no. press treating you today with your victory? <laughs> <laughs> Just as well as they treat Mike. Uh -huh. Well, I noticed you were on. I noticed you were a headline. Hey, hey, hey speaking of the press, I, I want to. I, I know that Cheryl's watching right now. I, I, Cheryl, you wrote another great article. Uh, you are the journalist of the year, and I mean that. You are so awesome. I can't give you too much praise, or your bosses might get upset. But she did a great article again. She's being a journalist, Brandon and Doug. She, this gal from uh, from Insider. I I shared it everywhere. I mean, it's just. She uh, she just puts the facts in there, and she could. Of course, she still has to put conspiracy theory stuff, you know, and all that garbage. But but uh, but she's getting the word out, and I, I really respect her for that. Uh, if all journalists started doing that, um, uh, we would get uh, we'd get to the truth a lot faster, and we would also uh, get our country back in order a lot faster. And uh, and I think uh, I think that's what you're going to see. You're going to see a lot of a lot of. Uh, of course, they didn't uh, they. What do you think of that, Doug? I, and by the way, you've been there before, haven't you? You just uh, you just got to kind of embrace it. And uh, 
And uh, it's when they don't say anything, Doug, then you know you're really over target. That's what they do to me now. They go completely silent like Fox <laughs> and Newsmax. I'm sure, did uh, has Fox and Newsmax had you on? I, I'm curious about that. Uh, Newsmax had me on today a couple times, actually. <laughs> but nothing on Fox? Never been on Fox? Uh, not, not in this election cycle, no. Wow. Well, well, I noticed a, he a headline at Yahoo today that uh, Georgia or uh, Pennsylvania gubernatorial candidate that was uh, at the Capitol on January 6th wins the primary. <laughs> well, do you want to respond yeah. to that? So uh, that's a left-wing dog whistle there. Yes, I was there to hear my president speak on January 6th. I was supposed to speak at two events as well, exercise my, my First Amendment freedom. Uh, did not get a chance to left when, when things went cross-eyed and uh, did nothing wrong. You know, these journals want to play this double standard. When they burn down entire blocks of city and kills people, it's mostly peaceful. You know, and uh, how dare they condemn anyone who was uh, who did nothing wrong? We do or, or stakes out Supreme Court nom uh, Supreme Court justices' homes against federal law. I mean, yeah. they're doing nothing, and yet that is a clear violation of the federal law. They have their yes. pictures, they have the video, and, and it's being encouraged by people from the White House and other agencies. And it's that exact double standard that I stand against. And uh, they think they're going to get me to shut up by by bullying me, by threatening me, by intimidating me. I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm in this race. I did not need to run for governor. I, I could have rode off to the sunset as a retired Army colonel. Could not do it. And they're not going to chase me off. And they he just mentioned that. I, I yeah. to, you, you brought that up. And I want to make sure our audience understood that. I was going to say that before you did. I want the audience to understand. He retired as a full colonel. Okay? He retired as a full colonel. So absolutely, you could have rode off in the sunset with a great career behind you, but you didn't. Um, so congratulations. Maybe before we let you go, because Mike's got a packed night with news coming out of Alabama, tell us maybe two or three major points that you're going to be running on in the primary now and what is, or in the general, and what is your strategy for the general election, or is it just going to be the same thing you did with the primary? Uh, I've already transitioned to the uh, general election, and uh, I, I've uh, ended my bus tour in two uh, Democrat cities, in fact, last week in Erie. And, of course, Pittsburgh had a great, huge turnout. Uh, my uh, my issues are pretty simple. Uh, freedom, and election integrity, and returning power back to the people. Additionally, uh, opening up our energy resources. We're going to go from number three in energy production in Pennsylvania to number one in our nation here uh, under Mastriano. We're going to unleash the potential open up the wells, open up the fracking, and uh, we're going to drive prices down and, and uh, also take money away from Vladimir Putin. So it's all good. It's all good. Mike? Well, it, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Doug, I'm going to be right there with you campaigning. I can't wait this summer and, right. uh, and this fall. And because uh, um, I, I know uh, one of the things uh, we are bringing to Pennsylvania, everybody, that's like you're going to hear about the Alabama injunction tonight. Remember, we're going to try to get to all 50 states. We just had... We just had uh, a group from Oklahoma reach out to us and a group from Arkansas, I believe. So there's groups that are actually wow. taking our template and doing it themselves in their in these in states. So we've got to get rid of these uh, these machine companies and get down to the uh, the paper ballots and uh, and get uh, and get all those laws changed. Hey, um, Doug, I'll ask you one thing that I don't know about Pennsylvania: all the stuff that they put in illegally by the Secretary of State in the election of uh, the 2020 election. Is that stuff in the in this midterm election, is there anything they've done, or are they going to do the status quo again and run and do all that illegal mailing out the ballots, nothing, no signature required with the mail-in, or is that still sitting there like it is? Uh, some of it's still there, uh, but much of it's gone. Much of it was used underneath the, the pretext of COVID and the crisis with our mailing system. So, uh, we actually voted to get rid of uh, ballot boxes. That's not constitutional. That was not in our legislation. Uh, I think that's going to be a veto by our governor. We did, on a bipartisan level, get rid of Zuck bucks, so no outside money now to get out the vote for Democrat cities. Uh, the curing of ballots is still happening, sadly. that, that That's a felony where they correct uh, make corrections on Democrat ballots. Um, as far as uh, the no matching signature, that was a, a, an emergency measure, so the, that should not be in place. So we have a mixed bag, Mike. Our elections are still compromised. About, okay, on the on the mail in on the mail in ballot, I know in Pennsylvania, I believe it was if you're in person, you check your ID, you check the signature. But the mail in ballots, there was no signature check. Are you telling me that that now that would be back the way it was before, where you would have to validate the signature, or is or is that how is that one sitting? 
it's back where you need to have a signature. That was a temporary measure put in place for just for the 2020 election. Hmm, very mysterious. Just, just so they could steal the election from Donald Trump. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, th- thanks, Doug. I'll tell you, I can't. I'm looking forward to. I love Pennsylvania, and uh, I'm so proud to have endorsed you. And you're gonna, you are just gonna be the best, uh, best governor that state's ever seen in history. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for stepping out and leading the way and, and being a consistent, uh, determined, and fearless voice. I appreciate you. Congratulations, well, thank you. Doug. Thank and his you, website gentlemen. there is on the website right there. Doug, the number four, gov.com. Doug, four, gov.com. Congratulations. Excellent. All right. You got a lot going on tonight, Mike. Hey, hey Brandon, Brandon, I got to go grab my papers here. So either either have Logan take it to a commercial or, um, or you could kind of take a uh, why don't you talk about the products? Well, talk I was going to say, why don't I talk about the products real quick while you do that, okay? While he goes and grabs his paper, let me take you guys over to uh, uh, frankspeech.com real quick. Frankspeech.com. Let me get there, guys. All right. Oh, I'm hitting. I'm not spelling things correctly tonight, am I? Here we go. All right, there we are. Let's go to the online store. All right, here we got a big slipper sale going on. Now you guys can show it. We've got a big slipper sale going on. Save $90, folks. You get these great slippers, regularly $139.98, now for just $49.98 with that promo code L77. You're not only going to get these great slippers, but we're throwing in Mike's book for free, a $20 value in itself. Again, you, you should have taken advantage of the buy one, get one free sale. I don't know if, that, well, it is still going on. I, I would think that's not going to be lasting much longer because they, they, as Mike said, they regulate that and you can only offer that so long. So take advantage of that while it's still around because that's going to go soon. But great, great deal here on the slippers, slipper blowout sale of the year, saving $90. You know, it's probably a smart idea to buy these even if you put them at the top of a closet somewhere and save them for Christmas gifts for somebody. So take advantage of the sales. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Take advantage of sales when you see them. Stick the gifts away. You know somebody's birthday or Christmas or whatever's coming up. Get them Father's Day. Father's Day is coming up. This would be a great gift for Father's Day coming up. All right. And then, of course, the buy one, get one free sale. Buy one, get one free My Pillow bed sheets. Buy one, get one free Giza Elegance My Pillows. Buy one, get one free Roll and Go Anywhere My Pillows. Buy one, get one free six-piece towel set. Again, take advantage of all that. Then, of course, we got the sleepwear, the MyPillow two-inch mattress topper, the dog bed. Delta's on hers over here to my right. We got the uh, bleed stop. We got the MyPillow bathrobes, which are great. We got the bionic wrench. Uh, all, it's a fire starter. The Jim Hansel framed pictures. So much more. All of that at frankspeech.com. Look at the online store. Click on it. Use that promo code L77, promo code L77, all right? And Mike, is he back? Mike's not back yet. So also let me tell you what I'm going to do on my show tonight. Tonight I'm having on you Sama Dakdok, born and raised in Iran. He's going to talk about some issues related to Dr. Oz. We're going to have on breaking news tonight, an exclusive. We're going to have on a, a, a medical worker. Uh, an anonymous medical worker from Alabama. Interesting that Mike's going to Alabama tomorrow, and our story happens to be coming out of Alabama tonight, just uh, coincidental. Uh, An anonymous medical worker from the VA out of Alabama will be breaking news to us tonight. We received a phone call. Now, see, it's one of the great things about Lindell TV. We're growing. We put out conservative news. Now... Sources and whistleblowers are calling us directly. This individual was vetted by us. We know who they're connected to. I know exactly who they're connected to, a long-term credible individual. So they called us up, said we know Lindell TV would break this, and we are, so we'll be scooping Fox, we'll be scooping Newsmax, which we know they won't talk about this, but this is a big deal, greatly impacts our veterans. We'll be getting this exclusive story tonight, breaking it at Lindell TV during Brandon House Live, and then Roger Stone will join me tonight also with breaking news. Now, Mike, welcome back. Yeah, okay. Um, great to be back, uh, you guys. Um, okay, what we're gonna where we're gonna go to we've got about twenty minutes here, and then we're gonna have on uh, um, Logan is that Zoom set up tonight for that um, 
uh, for that demonstration. Okay. All right. So everybody, here's what's going on. In Alabama tomorrow, we have our second injunction, preliminary injunction, by all the attorneys from Alan Dershowitz to Andrew Parker, Kurt Olson, these team of lawyers. And uh, the plaintiffs um, have yet to be announced. We'll announce them in the morning. Um, uh, I guess it'll be on the, it will be on on the injunction as it's dropped. Um, if all you uh, media are watching right now, uh, yeah, this is the um, this is the second of uh, a mini. Uh, like I said earlier, we had people reach out from Alaska, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and I believe one other state. They're going to start doing it themselves. Remember, Brandon, we need to go horizontal. We need to get all these states done to get rid of these machines. These are these are very very. Um, perfected cases there um, um it's it's over for all these machine companies it really is um we've got the in the injunctions by the way you can you can see one right here at frank's beach the first one that was done uh you can look in there they actually the replacement for the machines are right there but it, but i want to tell everybody this is um i was sent i was just on steve bannon's show before this to announce this for our show here and um um what we what we have is we have a tape where they were testing the ESNS machines in Alabama two days ago throughout the state. Well, in multiple counties, uh, we had we had uh, uh, citizens can actually go there and participate in this. Well, we're going to have those citizens on, but for tonight we got a tape sent to us, and uh, we're going to show one of those tapes. They ran ballots off on a copy machine, everybody. Huh. Took a legal ballot, ran it off on a copy machine. And why don't we show what, um, um, show everybody what a tape. I have not seen this tape yet, so we're seeing it for the first time right now. Wow. Yeah, so so everybody we have we have over two hours of footage sent to us from multiple counties and uh, we're gonna be going through that. I, I promised these sources that we would uh, do it as names mentioned in some so we don't want we don't they don't want their names in there and uh, and but we're gonna we're gonna show this all uh, over the course of this next week. We're gonna show canvassing what the citizens went out and canvassed in Alabama. Remember, when we turn in the uh, uh, preliminary injunction, it's all the cyber evidence, everybody. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a few things here. If you're watching from Alabama tonight, by the way, I'm going to be in Alabama all day tomorrow. I hope the media is there. Um, old John Merrill, um, I told him I'd be back. John, I'm coming back. Um, and uh, John, by the way, John has told uh, um, – all of these people, there's just no, there's, he, he just, he's in denial, everybody. He's, uh, there's no criminal crime in Alabama. There's no voter fraud. He's got the most secure system. That is the biggest lie ever. And John, I think John's misconstrued. We're going to give him that. Um, he, uh, he just doesn't know. But the more we show him, it's very going to be very sad uh, if uh, in two days from now, uh, that John sees all this and then he still comes out and says, nothing to see here in Alabama, then it'll be shame on you, John Merrill. It'll be another Alan Duke fiasco as far as I'm concerned. Um, I want, uh, 
um, I just sent something to uh, to Logan, but I can read it here. You guys, um, and we're going to have um, we're going to have um, a demonstration on the uh, on the fractional or on the, uh, um, um, the what we do. Pull this down for a second, um, Logan. Um, I'm going to explain here what we do to all these states, everybody. So we go to these states. We get the voter rolls. We get the um, we get the voter rolls. We get the registered voters before the election. We get the voter rolls of who voted. Yes, names, everything, everybody. Phone numbers, emails. You, it's all public record. You can get it from your secretary of state. Um, you, you can get it from the. Uh, a lot of them you have to pay. I had to pay forty thousand dollars in Alabama to get these. Now, then you also get rolls of what happened after the election. All of a sudden, people are, they took thousands of names off the voter rolls. Well, so what we do, we feed them all into this um, uh, this computerized system. We're going to have a, um, a, a demonstration of it in about 20 minutes. And what it is, it makes it easy for the canvassers. And a canvasser is someone that can go out and they can put in a query. So in this case, we're going to put up here. Um, They'll put into the computer. Go ahead and put it up here, um, um, uh, Logan. So everybody, it says here what was put in there. It says I'm going to go. I'm going to go check out residents that had six to fifteen people living in the same house where at least three people voted. So what it does, it kind of what we have found is a lot of the of the phantom voters come from this just this one little query. Now here it says here. Um, so what they did in Madison and Shelby County, and in, in, uh, these are just two of the counties in Alabama that were canvassed, 1,161 voters in those two counties, out of those 1,161, 105 voters were, were basically phantom voters. They didn't live at the address. They had moved out of state. Uh, they maybe have passed away. Um, 12 of them were from a vacant lot. Three of them... Three people said they didn't vote, but this, the Secretary of State's records show that they did vote. Four people voted, but the Secretary of State said that they didn't vote. One person voted, the Secretary of State reflect that they did vote and didn't live at the address during the 2020 election. Now, let me, let me tell you what this does. That's a 9% fail rate, everybody, just on that one query, which manifests out to 1,083 1, additional voters that had that were phantom voters. That's just for one query. So Brandon, to explain that, then it's it's you you can put in the filter. You could put I'm going to go check out everybody that used the same phone number. Like in in Wisconsin, remember one phone number was 22,000 people used the same phone number. Well, of course, 22,000 people didn't use the same phone number. They. <laughs> That's either a marker on the computer when they do and they take our election with their little algorithms. And by the way, anybody that wants to know about the algorithms, all you got to do is go right in here and put Dominion Exposed. Just click on that. Realize, everybody, ES&S machines, Dominion, Smartmatic, it's all the same. These GEMS software that's inside, that's what they don't want you to see. But we've already got it. We've already showed it. It's good. So we're using all these injunctions for so we can get rid of the machines. Uh, and and um, so as you see, what we're going to show tonight is what, um, you know, you have you have there were so many different ways that they use to steal that election. Uh, but the machines, you, you know, with machines, it's never going away, everybody. Mm. It, it, it will be here. And it's you will never, ever get your country back if the machines aren't gone by this fall. They need to be gone. And your uh, your next guest is ready. OK. All right. Well, Jay, um, this is Jay. Um, and Jay, if you're ready, um, that's awesome. I'm going to well, we can bring you on a little early. Uh, um, now, we're we're Skyping or is that, is that by Zoom, Logan? We're so how do we do on. that? We're on Zoom. Hey, we're on Zoom. Hey, Jay. Hey, guys. Hey, Brandon. Or I mean, uh, Logan. How is that going to work? Do we have to? We, do we have to call back in, or are we all good? We're all good. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't. 
See, look at all this technology. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, well, Jay, can you put up, show them what, uh, can't pretend you're a canvasser and show them our, our, um, what you would do, show them our system and, and how this works. Uh, and if you could, if you could use Alabama for our, uh, pretend you're a canvasser in Alabama, what would you go through um, and, uh, and, and give us an example here? Okay. So I am now looking at the opening for fractal programming and I'm looking at the 50 states plus the District of Columbia. And here right now we are running about 22 or 23 of the states. We're running all the big swing states. We are also running Alabama. So the first thing that I would do, Mike, is I would go to Alabama and you can see up here in the upper left-hand corner, it says AL for Alabama and we have a dashboard. Now the voter dashboard is sort of a quick start way to begin. We click on the dashboard and when we click on the dashboard, the information it tells us is that in Alabama, you have 115,628 voters, which is 3% of their active voters who are registered at an address that is questionable. That doesn't mean it is a wrong address. It doesn't mean there's anything evil yet, but it's an address that needs investigation. So we're gonna go investigate a couple of these. So here we can see we have 1,200 people living in a business uh, that's a business, not a residence, and another 1,200 living in a church. And we have uh, 700 in a boarding house, which is typically a, um, a, a sorority or a fraternity. Up here, it tells us that we have 500 people who are over 110 years old, and we're going to go look at those people. Now, down here, we're going to look at people who share an address with 30 or more people. Uh, and so anyway, we're going to do some of these here in just a moment. Uh, kind of a quick way to start is go, let's go. Hey, 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 Jay. Hey, Jay. Jay. Yes. Yeah. I want to tell our, our lot, everybody watching right now, what, what he's showing you guys uh, on here. These are numbers that come from the government. They come right from the secretary of state's office, everybody. So those that you just seen from Alabama, those are his numbers. Just like, remember, if everybody remembers the phone call with Brad Rassenberger and President Trump and said, where did these numbers come from? They said, they came from Brad, sir. They came from them. And, he's, and then Brad said, well, those aren't the real numbers. And the president said, well, when are you going to give us the real ones? The, problem, the thing is, those were the real ones. Just like these are the real ones. All of these numbers, you guys, come right from the states, the government's files. So I just want everybody to know that. Go ahead, Jake. So these files were given to us directly from Mike Lindell, who got them directly from the government. We've loaded them and we've made no, no change to the underlying data whatsoever. So anything you see here is official government data. So here it tells us what we've just done is we've clicked on how many people in the state of Alabama are registered to vote, but they're in jail. So down here in the corner tells us there's 46 people like that. And so if we scroll across, we look at what the address might be. Well, here's an address. Let's go see what this address is. So we see a person is registered at this address. It is the Easterling Correctional Facility. And that person is registered to vote. And we see that another bunch of people are registered at this particular address. This is the Holman Correctional Facility. So we can actually even drill down in the satellite and go take a look at this. And this is a jail and people are registered to vote from that jail. And if we scroll is that, down Is that legal? Down, is that legal? No, it's not. Nobody's supposed to be registering from a prison or from a um, correctional facility. And it's striking to us that there are many people in many states who actually are um, actually um, registered from these places. I mean, it's, it's incredible. So, it, and, right. the, the, and, and it's only 46 people, but here's the point. The point is that these voter rolls are dirty these voter rolls should have been cleaned by the state government so that you don't have people voting from essentially uh, RV parks and hotels and jails. 
If we look at like RV parks, we're going to see that people who are registered in RV parks um, and RV parks are different from trailer parks. A trailer park is a permanent address, but an RV park isn't. So in Alabama, we have 510 people registered in an RV park and we can see who they are. We won't really focus on that. Um, but one of the things that we do is we go and we go look at this particular RV park and then we see that it is an RV park. It is not a trailer park. An RV park is not a place that is a permanent home. It's a transient facility where you live for a couple months. And if we look down over here, we can see that these units are the kinds of units that are pulled by an automobile or pulled by a pickup truck. These are transitory, um, uh, you know, uh, transitory registrants. Now, if we scroll across, we can see that that indeed they are all coming from an RV park. Okay, and the system was identified that way. But what's more interesting is this: look at their application date. Now, the application date is when you apply for this particular voter record, which gives you a voter ID. Now, they're living in a transitory park, which clearly you pull your truck up and you move your house and people live there for a week or a month or three months. This guy's been there almost 28 years. This one, six years. This one, four years. Uh, this particular one, 20 years. So these are the kinds of things that are extremely questionable. And when we look at this uh, as a voter canvassing group, it really raises an issue. Plus, look at this. They voted. These are voters voted in the Trump Biden election. So these are people who 510 of them. Okay, who are living hey, Jay, Jay, on that, when you say now, I want everyone to be clear on this too, everybody. Uh, a phantom voter, it, uh, it doesn't mean that the person that that person voted. It means their name was used to vote. Is that correct, Jay? Yes. Right, right. I want everybody they to be won't. very clear about that. And I think if you could show, when we do, I just showed before you came on, the canvassing in Alabama, one of the things we showed was all these single, these households that had said they had, you know, 10 people living in there and you get there, the canvassers would get there, and there'd be one person and the other nine would be just uh, just names. Um, um, they, uh, so what this, does this tool then, it kind of narrows down where where to look otherwise you'd be going you'd be going through a whole city going door to door where this saves a lot of steps correct it does it does and and we have people using this as a canvassing system in like 15 or 20 states and by the end of probably august we'll be in 40 45 states and we've loaded some of the big ones so california uh, michigan wisconsin all the big states have been up and running for a long time so the are next thing, gonna... Jay, Jay, are you finding uh, um, you being, you know, one of the masterminds of this? Are you finding are you it's shocking you? I know you got your company. You've been in this a long time. You've done stuff with the TSA. You've done stuff with multiple, lots of companies over the years. But the, uh, are you shocked of the 2020 election that it's that it's a national problem and a state problem and a county problem that it's. Have you found any place where it's just really nice yet? No. A beautiful. We have, we have been asked on TV and radio interviews, we have been asked, okay, you've shown me a, a bad state. Now, show me a good state. Well, there are none. There are no states where the voter rolls are clean. And wait, you're going to see. Wait, wait. John, Merrill, John Merrill told me, and he's the Secretary of State of Alabama, he told me more, on more than one occasion, that there's no crime in Alabama. There's no, there's no, it's, it's the perfect system. Yeah, well, when next time you speak to him, ask him about the people voting from RV parks and prisons. And we're just getting started here. <laughs> I'll be speaking to so, him hopefully tomorrow. Okay. So, keep going, so the next keep going. One, I'm looking forward the next to it. we're going to look at, and Michael mentioned this a moment ago. <laughs> when you register to vote in most states, you, you have to give your phone number. And it's not unusual that four or five people share a phone because they have a dial phone, which we had until recently because now we have cell phones. It is, however, unusual for people to share, a lot of people to share the same telephone in this day and age. 
So the query we run now, the fractal we run now is show me people who are, have the same phone number who are registered voters. So this particular, tell, this particular group is 2,536 people who have this spoof phone number. It's a spoof number. So in the great state of Alabama, when you register to vote, you legally have to put in your phone number. And if you put in a fake phone number, these guys are letting you do it. So they have 2,500 people using this number. Now let's no, scroll no, down. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Jay, right there. I, I wanna keep making it clear to people. 2,500 people, everybody, did not use this phone number. I don't believe that they committed a crime. 2,500 people said, hey, type in this phone number. I believe it was done uh, through the machines, through computers. Now we don't, we don't know that a hundred percent for sure, but um, it just would seem. I mean, Jay, why would everybody? How would you explain twenty five hundred people committing the same crime using the same phone number? Would you think they'd all be in some big, uh, big event center and say, "Hey, today we're all going to put in the"? Wouldn't that be suspicious? Well, it would be suspicious, Mike, but let's dig one level deeper and it gets a little bit more suspicious. So what I did was I clicked on who the 2,500 people are. So now the right. system is going to pull up all 2,500 and we're going to go look at a couple of things about those people. Well, we see who their names are and that's not important. We see their age, that's not important. We see that they're not all at the same address. Okay, that's not important. But this is important. This is their application date. This guy did this 22 years, 20 years ago. This guy did it 24 years ago or four years ago. This guy did it when I was in college, okay? And I was in college a long time ago. So what you're seeing, Mike, is that whatever is happening with people organizing to use the same spoof telephone number they're not doing it on a one-time deal. They're doing it over 20 and 30 years. That means that it is organized. Now, when we did the one that you talked about in Wisconsin with the 23,000, which we found, we found that one went back 30 years. So somebody has been taking that number for 30 years and they've been somehow connecting people with it and giving them that number. We think that these can be markers where that number is something that means something to the people who are using it, but it doesn't necessarily mean anything to those of us coming from the outside. Right. It might it might be something like, hey, we need we need twenty five hundred votes here. Bam, you can grab that group. Um, right. The one thing it's we can't. The one thing. The one thing we couldn't see of these twenty. I want everyone to know this too. Of these 2,500 people here, are these names, we have no way of telling, obviously, maybe it was a down ticket. Maybe they all voted for, maybe they were going to steal a down ticket and they used the computer. Hey, we're going to we're gonna just pop this number, this group in, and they're all going to vote for um, um, the opponent of John James in Michigan, or you know what I mean, or whatever it may be. You follow me? Um, you know, well, I mean, I do. I, we don't, we, and we don't things... know, but... One of the things we found in Alabama, Mike, is that Alabama is our case history among all of the states for down ballot voter fraud. So in Alabama, we have found homeless shelters, Salvation Army places, where they'll have 40 people who ostensibly live in a homeless shelter. Now, people don't live in homeless shelters for 30 years, but these guys do. They'll have 20, 30, 40 people living in a homeless shelter and they don't vote in the presidential election. But guess what? The reason they don't vote is because it doesn't matter. But guess what? They vote in the mayoral election. They vote in the city council elections. They vote. Wow. In, and in Alabama is a we demonstrate Alabama all the time because it is a case history of down ballot voter fraud because they know they can't move the needle because the Republicans overwhelmingly are going to win that state. But when it comes to voting for state reps and state senators, these guys come out in droves. And we shared wow. that well, with they, the either they come in out, Alabama. Okay. Right. They come, when they say they come out in droves, their names come out in droves. Correct? Correct. Yeah. 
Correct. Right, those right. those names, names get. I voted. want to keep telling everybody that you guys. These, in other words, these names are used in down ballots in 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 uh, in midterms. I'll bet you that I'll bet you I'll bet you Alabama probably is going to have you know when you talk about midterms and down tickets. That's uh, I, they also have uh, polling books there. We just came out. Um, this is going to be in our report too in our preliminary injunction. Alabama, all their polling books, they have they have ones like uh, South Carolina and I believe it's Arkansas, these new full polling books that are worse than anything you could imagine because now they can they're all online and they go and now you can steal right down to the local precinct. You already know who won before the before the uh, election even starts. And um, before we go into further, I want to tell everyone uh because uh, if you heard what what Jay just said there, uh, they they're not using a lot of these for the uh, for the presidential election because uh, they know they're going to win. Any of the electors are going to go to the uh, to the Republicans. But in the 2020 election, I'm looking at it right now. Almost 200,000 votes were stolen. 190,000 votes were stolen from Donald Trump. He won. He won by uh, seven hundred and eighty-five thousand, not five hundred and ninety-one thousand. That's also these things like that will be in our preliminary injunction report. That's on the and everybody. Those numbers, everybody. Those numbers are coming from. Um, remember from PCAP data, from data that I've had for almost over a year now, and uh, we've dug into Alabama and we have the, We've got pre very precise numbers now. And incidentally, it sure kind of matches up now when you start talking about canvassing and all these phantom voters that Jay's showing you right here in Alabama. It's all coming together. And that coupled with, uh, gee, they just did an ESNS test on a machine and you can put in completely just typing paper and your ballots go through like uh, nothing to it. So, but uh, keep going, keep going, Jay. So here, here's an example, Mike of 61 people using this particular telephone number. It all ends in sevens. I called the guy. Are you there? Yep. yep. Yeah. I called I called the guy. And he was like, no, I don't know any of these people. I mean, he literally had never heard of any of these people. It was just some individual. This particular number, 4800, is a chip company. You're not supposed to register from your company. You register your personal phone. This other one of 2,500, there's another one on here, 2,500. Um, it's a PG aerospace company here, and it's an aerospace company. So what we see here in Alabama is that, yes, people are told to have their telephone number entered, but they're not entering their phone number. They're entering phone numbers, either a spoof number or a place of business. At least 3,699 of them are which is, which is right. serious. So right. another thing that we do is um, we look at addresses where we have 30 or more particular voters at the same address. So we're gonna do that right now. So this is something that we as canvassers do, and this is where we spend about 90% of our time. So in Alabama, we have 182,609 people who live in an address with 29 or other people, 167,000 are active. Whoa, and whoa, 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 whoa. Are you telling me that uh, that's uh, they, so you're not saying they actually live there. You're saying these names are in the same address, correct? That's correct. But here's what we're going to do. We're now going to take your comment, Mike, and we're going to drill into your comment a little bit. So, what this particular one, row seven says, this says there's 842 people living at 5500 Massey Boulevard in Jefferson, which is in Alabama. So when we go and we take a look at what that location is, the system will tell us that it is a, um, <clears throat> the system will tell us that the 842 people in this particular location, and this is a college dormitory, are Clarence and Antoine and Nicholas, et cetera. There's nothing wrong with that. College dormitory should have a lot of people in it. 
now, so we have, we know that we have 842 people in this college dormitory. Let's take a look at their age. So if we sort in descending fashion, whoa, 109 years old, 75, 68, 60, 49, 50. Now this is a college dormitory guys. So you can see the address again. Now, if we scroll farther over, they're all active voters. Now look at this. These guys have been registered at this address, which is a college dormitory. They have been registered since 2012. That's what, 20 years, 10 years, 1988, 20 years. So they've registered from a college dorm, they're active voters and they're voting. Now, one of the things we did, because we've been working with the team there, is we took a look at this particular location. And this is not a very good picture. It's the only one we could get. But you can see it's noted that this is part of a black college. And this is a uh, dormitory, a dorm room at this location. We also were able to determine that while they say 842 souls live at this address, when we spoke to them, there are only 250 people at any one time who can live in it because that's the size of the building. So you have 250 people who could possibly live there, but you have 842 who are registered there and they're voting from there, Mike. So this is the, right. the kind of thing, this was kind of your example. We find this for houses and, you know, all kinds of, of other locations. And, right. you know, right. and, and, it, and it doesn't, yeah. it, it doesn't end. So another right. thing it, we look just... at, another thing we look at is we look at voters age. And we do that for a number of reasons. One of the reasons is we're trying to match up against uh, death record files and obviously people's age is a variable there. So the query I ran is show me the people in the great state of Alabama who are over 110 years old. 110 is, is pretty old. 3,328 Alabama people are over 100 years old. So now, and, and, and by the way, by the way, by the way, that right there, everybody, I actually told this to John Merrill, the Secretary of State of Alabama. I showed him that, and uh, and he made a joke out of it. He actually said something like, "Well, it looks like we live quite a while here in Alabama, um, or, you know, um, good living or something like that." And there was another age you had in there. Um, there was an age that was like hundreds and hundreds of years old, and he made a joke about that. Well, obviously, that um, they're just putting in the age of the, you know, the computer is just entering that. This guy didn't sign up for a voter roll before that uh, elections even existed. He made a joke about that, like that discredited the data, Jay. And uh, what would you say to when you get these ages in there? Um, how do you explain? 200 years old or 300 years old or somebody in there Mike, that's in Mike, Mike, we are not looking at 200 years old. 200 years old here, they're wearing diapers. We're looking at 2,000 years old. This guy was born in the year 0100. He's 1,922 years old. It's a female. So these people are older than Julius Caesar. I mean, right. the real Julius Caesar. <laughs> All right, but, so if you scroll down, Mike, there's not like a couple of them. There are hundreds of these people. Now, when you spoke to Merrill and I was on that call, I was remote, but I was on that call. When you spoke right. to Merrill, he joked about it. But let me tell you why it's not so funny. Because if we scroll across here, we can see that they're all active voters. These are all like, you know, 2000 year old people, active voters. But Mike, look at when they got registered. They got registered in 2020, 2019. They got registered under Merrill. So when Merrill was Secretary of State, this stuff is going on. These are all people who registered when this right. guy was in office. So, so to explain, so to explain that is obviously somebody put these people into the system, and they and they just put the age in as a marker. Obviously, they're not that you know you don't have all these people over 100 years old or a thousand years old or whatever, and so. These people, everyone, this is what I've been telling everyone in this country. These machines are hacked. They hack in and they use, you, you bring up one of the biggest other, the other biggest problem in this country. You have the machines, which you can use an algorithm. 
you can add where we have, we have Pennsylvania had more votes than voters. You had seven states that had more registered voters than voters, um, or more vo voters than registered voters, all these different things that went on. Counties had more people voted than voted, than live in the county, all these things. But the only way, it might, is that right, Jay, in your experience here, is they, they have to get names from somewhere. You have to get names. You need names. And, uh, and you, if you, so if we don't, if we get rid of the machines and we don't clean up these voter rolls, um, what, I mean, couldn't they still, you're, then you actually have to go out and find ballots to match up the names to, to fill them out by hand and stuff like that. Um, so, but the, but if you don't clean the voter rolls and the voter rolls are a huge, huge, that's one of the biggest problems too. You wouldn't be able to pull these names. Um, is that correct? I mean, this, and then there's a system called Eric. Are you familiar with this, Eric? Yeah, sure. Can you tell I mean, us Eric, why Eric's a bad deal? Yeah, well, we're being asked to replace Eric. So the first thing is this. What Eric does is Eric works with a number of states. It's funded, it was originally funded by some uh, leftist type people. And um, what it does is it ostensibly claims to work with a number of states where the Eric system will help the state clean up their voter rolls. But as you saw in some states like state of Washington and other states, after years of working with Eric, they've had like three people taken off their system because they were at the wrong address or didn't exist. As you can see, Mike, you and I have been together today for 25 minutes here doing this. We've already found a couple of hundred, uh, probably over a thousand people that are clearly should be taken off voter rolls. I mean, we had 800 people at a college and living in a dorm that houses 250 people. So Eric is actually a way to keep that the key to Eric is Eric's real purpose is to serve as a way to keep phantoms on voter rolls because Eric is the excuse you use because you, you as a secretary of state can go and say, well, we use Eric, they clean up our voter rolls. Well, when you run the, the test with Eric and you say how many people were taken off the voter rolls as you saw in Wisconsin and in Washington, it's like six people. Well, we're finding tens of thousands of people who need to be taken off the voter rolls in one state. And so the, right. the point well, I think it's is more, I think it's even hundreds of thousands. Um, um, you know, the, uh, you get down, uh, I remember in Missouri, it was crazy. They took off, or in my home state of Minnesota, uh, there's other things that go on. We have found that uh, names that were taken immediately after the election, tens of thousands taken off the voter rolls as one big group. Now, is that normal behavior in an election? Like all of a sudden you have, 100,000 names removed right after the election. That's kind of strange, isn't it? Well, what's, it's very strange. It's very unusual. But what we, what we want to do there is we want to take a look at, okay, if you're going to take 100,000 names off your election rolls after the election, let's go give us that list. Let's see those 100,000 people. Let's see if they voted. Right. If they voted in there, they better not have been taken off the list. Let's see if their status had been changed from active to inactive, which we found right. in many states. So in one state, I think it was Missouri, but I can't remember for sure. We found 129,000 people who were active. They voted them and then they turned them to inactive, even though they yeah. voted. And and yeah. that's the kind that was of thing that, that was. That was Missouri. I was there for that one too. And that secretary of state, um, he made a comment in that meeting about it. It's been, oh, I don't know, 10 months ago now at least. And I remember he made a comment, you go out and do canvassing and you find me just just uh, 10 people out there that didn't vote or, or that you find 10 anomalies that uh, that happened or irregularities. And uh, we went out canvass and found hundreds, if not thousands, and they still haven't done nothing in Missouri. Well, the secretaries of state are, are very much, we, we have dealt with half a dozen of them, uh, two or three through you and a bunch who have called us on their own. And, and we find excuse after excuse after excuse. They don't want to clean up the voter rolls, Mike. And I, it's not a Democratic problem. It's the Republicans are as bad as Democrats. 
Yeah, no, and I agree. And everybody, you have heard me. We have learned one of the things we've learned, everybody, from the 2020 election, which will be the most important election in, in U.S. history, in world history, quite frankly, because of everything we're getting, the, uh, um, we're learning. And one of the things we learned is that the Secretary of State in our country, uh, I think it's the most crooked office that ever was, that ever was held. I've, I've, uh, I've took Brad Rassenberger down in Georgia as the number one criminal in the country, but I, right neck and neck with the Democratic one, uh, Jenna Griswold out of Colorado. I always say, Jay, I give Jenna extra credit because she, uh, by the way, she did a big article on me yesterday or the day before. But anyway, she uh, she's in charge of all the other Democrat Secretary of States. And then you've got, but you've got Brian, I mean, uh, Brad Rassenberger gets extra credit because he's a Republican. Yeah, doesn't it surprise you when all these Republican Secretary of States are blocking, or they sit there and look at this data from their own voter rolls and they go, well, um, I don't even know how they explain the way they go. I, I remember what Merrill said to us, it was something like, well, you could be off by uh, 1% or something like that. He gave some crazy thing. He said, the stuff that came out of his mouth and he goes, he's going, well, how do you explain this? I'm going, and, we, and he, I said, John, I'm coming back to Alabama. I will be back. And that was, I think it was six or seven months ago. We're going there tomorrow with a preliminary injunction to get rid of the machines in Alabama. I haven't even called John yet and said I'm coming. I hope he sees this. And uh, we're going to be showing him so much down there. Um, Jay, I don't know if you've seen right before you came on, the, they did an ES&S machine test in Alabama where they do, and I guess it's, um, they do it this time of year all the time, I guess. And they, uh, but uh, citizens went out to multiple counties and and they took uh, copy paper and just made copies of real ballots and ran through the machines. And we showed a tape here on Lindell Report. But we have we have multiple tapes. We're going to be showing them. Um, I'll be showing them to Secretary of State, which I guess he knows about it. And he tried to he tried to brush off the citizens and saying, "Are you sure you were allowed to do that?" Well, yeah, that's what it is. A public, you allow it. The ESNS people for the machines were up in arms going, this can't be, this can't be. Well, it can be because uh, Alabama, um, you know, Alabama, it's going to be really nice to be uh, vindicated down there and that John Merrill will have to do a, a, I think he'll have to do a, well, I know he'll have to do an apology to the country and say, hey, um, you know, I didn't know, but in light of this, uh, we'll see what happens, but he sure, remember how he brushed us off seven, eight months ago or whatever it was. Um, um, we've got a lot more now, everybody, because we canvassed. We did the uh, uh, the canvassing from these reports you just seen by Jay. Are these, uh, Jay, when you when you, when you you give these out to canvassers, they, so they can just do this themselves, right? They just click on it and they, and these, and then the people you go to the house and just validate, or like you said, you called the person and said, did you do, is, is there 800 people that live there? I go, no, there's 200. Um, so um, this is a very good canvassing tool. How would it be a good replacement for Eric? Can you explain that quick before we go? We got about two minutes. Sure. Well, right now what Eric does is totally non-transparent. What we could do is we can take every single state we can take their voter rolls and their cast ballot rolls, which are often called poll books. We can put them into the system. It would take us about a week to do a single state. We would run this system in parallel with the state's current election system. And every day, every transaction and every identity from their system and this system would be cross-checked and any time there was a discrepancy because someone lived in a P.O. box or a U.P.S. box or something like that, it would be flagged. And not only would the government people be able to see it, but citizen voter integrity groups would be able to see it. And they would be able for the first time to have total transparency for the state. And the state would be able to, to make sure with 100% certainty that every voter on here is a real person, is who they say they are, and is at a location that indeed is a home address. Well, I think that's, uh, we. so everybody, you know, we've been working on this. And I know, Jay, when we met and, and, uh, and uh, I couldn't get behind a better thing, a better program than you guys have. This is awesome. And uh, 
we got to get it to replace Eric. Um, we've got to get these states to um, to go back to the to following the laws and not breaking our constitution. But you need these rotor rolls clean, which this system can easily do that. Um, you just heard it what he said. It can just and then it's transparent. Everybody could look at them and say, "Hey, um, why is there a thousand people living at this address?" And that would be cleaned up. Um, and we cut. We taken that into consideration with the. Uh, with getting rid of all the machines and having the best, uh, the best, most secure paper in history, we are going to have the the most amazing elections ever, and that'll be the template for the world for uh, when we get through all this. Um, Jay, thanks for coming on to explain that. You're very very good at that. I'm going to probably have you on again after uh, after I get back from. Uh, I might give you a call tomorrow because I'm going to be doing presentations in Alabama, and. Uh, um, We'll see if I if I have to give you a holler, but otherwise we'll have you back on our show and we'll, we'll tell everybody what uh, John Merrill's, the Secretary of State of Alabama's reaction is in light of all the all the evidence that's going to be put into the preliminary injunction tomorrow that's going to be launched there. We'll get the media's. Uh, I can't wait for the media to see what they're going to write tonight. And uh, hey, hey, Brandon, maybe they'll attack my show more than yours for a change. Huh? <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> no, I don't even think I don't think you ever get attacked. Uh, but uh, yeah. Jay, thanks a lot, Jay. Thanks for coming on. All right, that's thanks. the Lindell Report. Mike Lindell's your host. Don't forget mypillow.com promo code L77. Take care. You're watching Lindell TV.